time. Uh, anyway, welcome to Thor's World podcast. My name's Thor, and I'm joined with my with my eventual and long forward uh, co-host. But today he will be my guest to start things off, uh, Mr. Eric. Eric, welcome to Thor's World. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the goal of this moving forward is to really take a deep dive into basically a behind-the-scenes look in everything that we do in film and television, maybe give people kind of a different perspective. Obviously, everything that we do is all personal experience, but, you know, it's a side that we never really hear from. Um, and so I thought it was pretty important, especially with everything that's going on in the industry today. Uh, you know, you have strikes, which we'll get to in another episode, but... Really what I want to talk to you about is basically how you got your start. How did Eric find his way from middle of nowhere upstate New York into working for, um, do we say high profile films and television? I mean, we can say that. It was only really one that was high profile. <laughs> Which was? Poker face. Poker face. Yeah. But, you know, you've been around, you've, you've kind of been in the, in the trenches, and um, so I guess my, my first question for you is, um, you know, for you, uh, because we're different in age, but as a young guy, um, in an age where technology is just everywhere, and there's such a vast, um, um, you know, when it comes to technology... And, and creating your own content and everything. But but how did you get into wanting to work on film sets? I mean, what was was it a movie that you saw? Was it um was it uh just I don't know. I mean, talk to me. I mean it's hard to like really pinpoint specifically what it was that brought me here. Um but I mean it really just has to do with like wanting to create wanting to tell stories i've always been fascinated with the idea of like telling a story and like a weird way to put it like playing god <laughs> in a world that i create um so throughout my life i've always had that like desire to tell stories and then um in high school like i found an outlet for it when i joined a tv club and you know the class that came along with it and ever since then it's just like snowballed into just getting into the film industry you know uh from there went to college still trying to find a way into the film industry because like i feel like i was right there but i didn't like i wasn't there yet well we'll, we'll touch on that for sure mm -hmm. but you know as a start so for me it was i mean i've been going to the movies since you know, I was the a toddler, 40s. literally a toddler. So I wouldn't even say, though, that was like why I wanted to get into films. It was more so like um, it was more so like kind of the behind the scenes aspect. And so with you, it's just, well, I want to create something. And so when creating something like what was kind of like that, just that spark, you know, it's just like. You know, was it the first time you ever saw might like maybe a story written in screenplay format or something along those lines, or was it someone that was kind of like screwing around with a camera and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, and then all of a sudden you realize you can cut kind of put A and B together, um, and then you know you mentioned high school and so it was, um, you know, having access to that kind of stuff, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I mean, like being in the. TV program in the high school like definitely like 
opened my eyes to like cameras and the lights and all that stuff. Um, I would definitely say it wasn't until I saw and like, I'm sure this movie only inspired me to get into the film industry and inspired no one else but the Great Gatsby. <laughs> like I watched it in my high school because like you know they were making us with read Leonardo the book. DiCaprio. Yeah, my son Leo. Yeah, so like we were reading the book and I remember being so bored out of my mind because I always loved to write but I always hated to read. Yeah, and I was like, I, like I was not interested at all. And then like. She, you know, she brought in like those TVs and like we watched the movie and like that's when I was like, oh wait, like there's, there's something here, inside of my soul with Great Gatsby. Yeah, so with like Great parties Gatsby. and drugs and all that stuff. That just was, that was what got you motivated. Yeah, just like the the whole like, because like watching the movie it made me feel something. Right? Did she show you the original Great Gatsby? No, we didn't watch the original. Okay. It was, I mean, it was there's a. One. I only asked because there's such a stark difference. Yeah, no, there's I, a stark I've seen difference the, I've seen because clips, of yeah. like literally like word for word from the book, mm-hmm. and then there's the Boslerman, which yeah. is uh, he's a crazy human being. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it's like oh look how flashy that is, look how mm-hmm. cool that is, look at these shots, and then you kind of do the deep dive behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and. Um, you're like holy shit like that's really cool right but you know it's on how you get there so like when you sat down to write your first ever you know whether it was for your high school class or just shooting the shit like what did you mm-hmm. write about what was like your pitch what was the thing that you wanted to create inside your mind so at this time i was a, a huge nerd for japanese culture and anime and all that and i actually had a friend his name is jay and we would always write novel versions of anime like our own stories so when i got introduced to that uh that class like i had just finished writing a story and i was like i could turn this into a script change the names because there's no people that look like me that are named itsuke you know what i mean (laughs) um so change the names but keep the story the same so that was my first like story that i wanted to tell never I, I came to f- to learn that it's not as simple as it seems from the outside looking in, which is why this podcast is so important. Um, but yeah, that I would say that was like the first story I wanted to tell in this format, like film wise. So, so then, did you ever try to turn that story into reality? Did you ever get like a camera and we're like, you know what, let's just mess around? Yeah. With this. So like, even though you knew it was going to be a huge ba- piece ba- of shit back then, like. I, it was more like I had written the script. I had gotten a team of people. We just never written, like did anything with it. Fast forward to college, and I actually like brought the script back, but I I tweaked the story. So like instead of the because it was like a romance, it was like a romantic comedy type of thing. I tweaked it, so now it's like you know like a story about this girl who comes from like a religious background, who like is actually like very infatuated with women but like trying to navigate that with having like her very strict parents that like see that as like oh that's not natural you're not supposed you know so i actually did that in college with my friend uh nick who's also our audio whore who's (laughs) behind the camera um and like we we made progress with it but then you know covid happened and we could never finish it you see i always forget covid was a thing because i know that you're young younger than i am so probably about the time that and we'll we'll go back to this but um so covid kind of hit when you were breaking in trying to break in would you say yeah it, it, well 
it happened right when I broke it. Well, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, going back to, so after high school, you pursued a career in specifically film or broadcasting or? Yeah, well, after right after high school, like, my career was nothing to do with film. Like, I worked in different industries because I had no, like, there was no direct path to getting into film in my mind. And like, never, I didn't know of it. You and know what the I mean? thing is, is, like, you're going to hear that. And that's mm-hmm. what I tell people because everybody's story is different. So then we'll back up even a little further. So you wanted to create stories. You had your high school experience. You worked for or you were part of a video production kind of class that basically kind of taught you the the bare essentials that maybe editing softwares, mm-hmm. using some cameras, you know, maybe storyboarding kind of see. And then you realize like, wow, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. So did that ever deter you when you got to the end of high school and maybe you're like, well, it's fun while it's fun, but you know what, maybe I'll try my luck and just doing something that has nothing to do with it. Did that ever cross your mind? No, the only thing that came to my mind was like, how do I get more of this? You know, like, how do I like, like, I knew that I was just having like a Sam's Club sample of what the <laughs> film industry was, you know, like it was just a tiny little crumb. And I knew that there was a lot more to it that like. I, I like I just felt the desire to like have it, you know. And so, um, so, I mean, where are you from? From Newburgh. You're from Newburgh. Yeah. Okay. And so, even though you live in New York, you're about an hour outside, an hour and a half outside the city. You realize, like, did anyone ever say, even before you went to college, like, oh, go try your luck in New York City? Or was it like, oh, you got to go to Los Angeles? I, I think it's kind of one of those things that's like implied. Like yeah. no one ever said like, oh, to make it in the film industry, you need to go to the city. I think it's one of those things where like, it's a, like or associated. Los Angeles? Yeah, you know? or LA. Me, for me, it was always like LA that I needed to go to LA. Or, but like the city was always there too. But Did it was you? always mainly Hollywood. Yeah. Well, but I think it's just one of those things that's like associated. Like no one needs to tell you. Well, you know, fun fact, the original Hollywood used to be in upstate New York. Really fun fact. Yeah, uh, we'll cover that in another uh, another episode. But <laughs> so, like, did it ever occur to you that, like, okay, I've learned so much in my high school video production class. Like, what the hell do I need to go to college for this for? Or did you were you always told like, no, you should go to college? Um, and was that opportunity even? Uh, did you even think that would be something of an opportunity for you personally? Like, oh, you know, like not only do I want to do film production, but I got to go to college for it. Um, someone's hungry over there. I think that's me. <laughs> oh, that was you. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I I think it's one of those things you don't learn until you're in the industry that you don't need college for it because it's ingrained in society that if you want to make it in any industry, you have to go to college first. Like there's, you know, step by step, that's how you're supposed to do it. So I think it was kind of like an assumption on my end of like, all right, now I finished with high school. I don't know how to get jobs in the industry. Like, none of them are coming to me. Like, I've heard of, like, Mandy and all that stuff, but, like, no job. The only thing I had worked on at that point was, like, a s- tiny short film that wasn't paid in the middle of nowhere. I've done that, too. Yeah. So, it was like, <laughs> and, that, and that one project was all I've done. So, I was like, all right, well, I must go, like, college must be it then. So, that's why I went to college. And that's when I learned afterwards that I had wasted my time. It's so crazy you say that, too, because I had the opportunity to work on a film that I had no idea what I was even doing. Yeah. It just was, I was told to show up here, and this uh, was, I was still in high school, actually. Mm -hmm. And it actually, in a way, was like, wow, this can't be it. 
because then I was like, I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> right. This is really yeah. weird. Yeah. All of a sudden, a dude's got a big camcorder, and we're talking not like a fancy camera in any way. Mm-hmm. And we're at this random garage in like Red Hook, New York, uh, and this dude is just filming this other dude like climbing all over this garage, right? Like right. we're hanging from rafters, and he's just following him around with a camera. I guess it was based on, on like a doll. Okay. Anyway, and I was like, <sighs> yeah. Not At the, the end of my high school career, and I'm thinking, like, okay, there's no way that this could be it. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, oh, I guess maybe I'll learn something, you know. And that was kind of, like, the first taste of, like, actual, like, okay, like, mm. the more people you have involved, the bigger it gets. But then that there's kind of, like, there's still a lot to learn. Yeah. Still 100%. a lot to learn. And so for you, uh, you're just looking for the next opportunity, which is college. Mm-hmm. And did you go for film production or was it more like media broadcasting? Yeah, so like I went into like a community college, community college and they had a communications and media arts program where they had classes in it where they talked about film. There was a short film production class that I took. Um, you know, I I don't come from like a background of like having a lot of money. So like I would see Full Sail University. I actually went to the city and I did a... Uh, like a seminar for the New York Film, Film Academy, Academy. Yeah. and I fell in love. And then I saw the price tag. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> community <laughs> college, here I come, you know? So I went there, and um, but I'm grateful that I did because I've met some cool people. I got to meet Nick over there, who's my best friend to this day, who's also the audio whore for this project. Yeah, simple Nick, we call him. Uh, um, well, on that question, though, so then you see how expensive colleges are for film, mm-hmm. and then, and, you know, we'll go back, but, like, your college experience do you think that your college experience for any reason would need to be any different than it was especially with like mm-hmm. you know i mean granted one way or another somebody like i said it's always somebody else everyone's got their own story of how they got somewhere how they accomplished their goal um so it's not nothing ever happens the same way twice right so mm-hmm. your your experience versus your friend Nick's experience probably very different even though you guys were doing the same things yeah i mean like to that point like to put it in perspective nick wasn't even going to college for f- film at that point like he went to college for like music or some spin other nonsense kicking. yeah spin kicks. spin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to learn how to mosh fit and uh, <laughs> he ended up in the film side of it and like he fell in love um so i mean listen a lot of people will tell you that you meet when you work in the industry that college is a waste of time. And I feel like depending on what your objectives are, it can be. But there's also a lot of benefits to it. And I don't regret going to college. Um, it's just if I would have known, then maybe I would have done things a little bit differently. And that's where I'm at, too, because I went to a very big, notoriously well-known film school, Full Sail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but even so, I would say, looking back on it now, I thought it was such – I would tell myself, my younger self, not to go. Mm-hmm. because you're just going to learn it all again as soon as you step foot onto your first set. But like mm-hmm. a real set, a set that has kind of guidance and a set that has kind of rules and a set mm-hmm. that, you know, you're working with specific unions, you know, which is a conversation for another time, but it's just right. really kind of like, what the hell do I do? I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a, I'm a kid from a, from a, from a town that is notoriously well known as not being, the best mm. but that can be said for a lot of places yeah but you know you're not wealthy in any means um you're just trying to figure out your shit and you're going to community college and i could probably say granted full sale was very hands-on but like we weren't using stuff 
mm-hmm. you know, maybe 20% of the time we were actually physically getting our hands onto stuff. Right. And I can imagine it was probably the same for you. Yeah, I mean, I would only... I would like, you're just the, sitting the there taking the, notes, like, yeah. we did math, we did all that stuff, science, cl- you know? And that, and that's what always boggled my mind, like, and, like, that I really thought about afterwards is, like, why am I taking math? Like, right? I'm good at English. English was easy for me. That's the only class I could pass easy. Yeah. But I'm taking math and sciences. I have to take an art class. I'm like, what am I drawing for? Yeah, what am exactly. I doing? Here, I know? want nothing to do with this. Like, how mm-hmm. does how does math get me to, well, using a camera? And I think it's, like, the spectacle of it is what draws people in because correct. you go into full sail, correct me if I'm spectacle. wrong, you went, like, towards the beginning of, like, when WWE was doing the NXT thing, right? Well, that was actually before my time. It was just becoming a thing mm-hmm. be- as I was leaving, you know? And that was a huge thing. That was a, that was awesome. And that mm-hmm. wasn't even for film. It was for show production, which was a mm-hmm. whole separate course from film, and it was for... Uh, um, television pr- media production whatever the, the right. course is called filming we had nothing to do with that in fact there was rarely a time that like we did anything cool <laughs> right. you know like we had the back lot which they never updated they had kind of the lighting stages which were just like the, sh- the shittiest like the everything was just shit and you like know that, and yeah. I was just like you know I was like why aren't you doing what, what Disney did buying up all this land and turning it into something instead mm-hmm. it's just like you gotta everything was just because of kind of like how fast it was how fast the program was it was um you know what you see is what you get yeah. but they really sell you to that point of spectacle like you know mm-hmm. the behind the scenes videos basically the work they put into like showcasing there how cool it could be like that's what drew me to the school mm-hmm and then I realized, oh, yeah, that price tag, more or less, probably not worth it. But that's not my point is when I got into – when I moved back to New York and I got the first real taste of, like, a, a major studio TV production, everything that I learned in, in school just went out the window. Yeah. It's usually how it goes. And that's the thing is, mm-hmm. like, I get they're trying to teach you, like, kind of – Long term. What are the long term goals? But what they don't tell you is that you should really just focus on just, well, A, breaking into the industry, which is hard, you know, and then it's um, um, you know, but they're not teaching you. But, you know, basically what they do, and I'm sure this was at your college, was that they're basically setting you up. To like, if you were going to leave school tomorrow and go make your own film, like, oh, this is kind of how you do it. But they, right. I don't remember learning budgeting. I don't remember learning nope. any of that shit. And Nothing then it's about just like unions, getting on set, uh, networking and stuff. They, they taught you how you, to make your own short project. Yeah, exactly. They're not saying like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, start a LinkedIn, go on Mandy.com and apply to jobs that no one knows who you are, nor do they give two shits. Exactly. So. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's why, like, like when I was going to college, I had an opportunity to work on a film. I had just worked on my first paid feature film, and uh, I did such a good job that they called me, and they were like, hey, we have another one that's starting in November. Are you available? And I was like, nah, I won't be available. I'm going to be in college. Like like the jerk-off that do I was. Know, do you know what film that was? It was um some holiday movie. I don't remember which one it was because at the time there was like so many going on. Um, but it was some some Christmas movie that I had the opportunity to work on. And I know that would have spiraled into me working on other projects too. But because I chose in my mind I'm like, no, I need to finish college and all this stuff. You know, so it's so it's 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 a give or take. Um 
looking back, I wouldn't have done anything differently because there's a lot of things I gained from going to college. Hmm. But I also am bummed out on some of the opportunities I feel like I could have had if... Do you think another college or another experience would have maybe deterred you? Like maybe you were overwhelmed in learning so much, but then at the same time... I mean, my college experience, I think it was because everybody was knew about the spectacle of Full Sail. So it was mm. like you had a lot of teachers that might have already been in the industry. And to me, seeing them all teaching us and telling us all their experiences but not doing anything with it. Yeah. To me, that just sounds like, well, failure. Mm-hmm. And um, I gave up or like I just couldn't cut it. Right. And so because – what they don't tell you in the industry is like, you know, the amount of stories that I heard from teachers that like got to hang out with like famous movie directors, like blah, 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 blah. So it's like, why would you give that up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you give that up to teach the same class month after month, year after year? Like that itch, that itch to like make it and be successful and be part of something. Maybe obviously the long term aspect, which they don't really kind of teach you either. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, if you're a hustler, you're always going to be a hustler. And so that's why looking back on it for me personally, um, it's like eh, college, I would tell my young idiot self like, hey, just go to New York sooner and just get yourself onto a film set, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say the caveat to that is like from the perspective of the instructors is kind of like being and I can only speak from my experiences, the the, the instructors I've had, they worked in the industry and um, they they. For me, like, I get the interpretation. They got to the point where it was, like, they were ready for stability, which is something that's very much not guaranteed to you working in film industry. And But they don't teach you that either. It's like... Well, that's my point is, I mean, you got to a point where it sounds like you had good instructors that were pretty honest. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> you had good instructors that were pretty honest and that were teaching you, like, okay, well, if you want to get into the career, well, I've worked the career, so I can tell you. Yeah. But you're also in New York, so it's a little different. I'm in Florida where uh, the film industry is non-existent, say, or at least it was, you know, 11 years ago. It was, there's nothing there. It's a very sports media-centered, news-centered mm-hmm. state. But um, no teacher was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, if you're going to New York, like, let me hook you up with connections because that's what it takes. Yeah. Instead, they were like, well, if you want to make a short film, go into your local candy store and be like – Hey, I have no money, but like we'll put your name in the credits if yeah. you let us film in here. And then you kind of realize once you get into the industry, fast forward, and you realize how hard it is to actually shoot on mm-hmm. location. And that's stuff that they just don't teach you anything mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So like very different college experiences, but you still decided, well, I'm going to go to college because I want to learn something. And I still made that decision too after I did that short film, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. That was like, you know what? College is going to teach me everything that I need to know. Yeah. And we're back from our <laughs> commercial break. Um, Be a perfect opportunity for uh, some of those skits we're talking about. We'll, we'll get those skits. They're, they're, they're boiling. Don't you worry, buddy. Um, so to bring it back to what we were talking about before, because um, you said something that stuck out to me. I feel like there's a huge difference between the professors you had and the professors I had in terms of I feel like with bigger schools like Full Sail, it definitely amplifies the whole it's just a business. Whereas with the community colleges, it's more like there's more passion in it. Where like I had like one of my prof- uh, professors, his name was Jordan Stone, who was 
huge inspiration for me. He was like, if you want to work, I could get you work as a grip, as a grip right now. You know what I mean? Where I feel like yeah, from what you're that. saying, it was more like they're just talking about the glory days. Well, they're talking about the uh, things that they accomplished in their career, but then they just decided not to stick with their career. And it was never about how can I help people kind of get out of that mentality, mm. which I, you know, even as a young kid who knew nothing about the industry, then it was like, well, hold on a second. You know, it's like in the moment you don't really think about that, but like looking back on it now, when you do kind of meet good people, as you say, kind of the local community college is a local thing. You have a lot of people, maybe they come from big, awesome stuff, or maybe they're just, they've lived in the same spot their whole life. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, is they wanted to help you. Right. They wanted to help you out. They wanted to help you get and become a grip. You know what I mean? And even so though, like. You know, knowing what you know now, do you realize that, like, uh, maybe it was good that I didn't take that opportunity to be a grip because <laughs> you can only go so far. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it really, really depends. I think it's uh, every step that I've taken so far, like, it was meant to be the way that it was. Um but, I mean, to this day, like, I still have, like, I have my OSHA card and stuff. Like, who knows? I might end up as a grip one day anyways. Mm, Even sure. though every grip you meet will advertise don't become a so, grip. So you have your OSHA card. Did you get your lift exam? Uh, no. I'm just too lazy. You, gotta, yeah. you know what? I have to dr go so far for is, like, and it's so much money. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I mean, ultimately, like, I feel like as for lack of a better term, as useless as college was for my career was, I still am super grateful that I got to meet the professors that I did because they were, I feel like they were more gearing towards getting me ready to get into the industry, telling me like story, like you're going to encounter this. Like they told me some of the bad, bad things that happened to them. Like, you know, the long days, people not paying them, you know, getting to set and them not being fed, which like, that's like an unwritten rule of like, if you go to work for like on a project, if they don't feed you, don't work for them. That's like an unwritten rule where like, I feel like maybe I wouldn't have learned that somewhere else, but these guys taught me that. Um, so I, I am always going to be grateful for meeting them and learning from them. Um, I just wish it would have been in a different, different way. Like just meeting them randomly at like a subway in the city or something. <laughs> Running into Spielberg at Subway in New York City. Mm -hmm. But so, like, was... So you've gone through college. You feel like you've learned everything that you could up until that point. You had professors that were really caring about you. So what happens next? You're done with college. You get your degree. Mm. Uh, well, I actually never got my degree. <laughs> you never yeah. got your degree. <laughs> yeah, no. And was that because you were like, oh, man. That was because I finished all the film classes and all I had left was the math and the, <laughs> and the art class. <laughs> okay. But you see, the point is, is the, like, you're, 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 you're going for that experience, but, like, you know, I think it gets to a certain point. Obviously, you go through grade school and you're like, well, you have to learn this stuff, mm -hmm. right? Because then it's kind of going to guide you in what way you want to go in your life. Like, well, if I want to be a dentist, then I got to know some shit. You know, if I want to be a teacher, then I got to know some more shit, you know, randomly. But when you're going for something that's so specific, mm -hmm. right? And it's basically like it's one door, right? You get into the film industry. It's one door that you take. But, like, as soon as you open the door... You have endless uh, opportunities. Obviously, you have to work for them. Mm -hmm. And basically, you open that door, you're standing on your blank canvas, and it's like, well, you know, 
you know, the thing about college is like, well, it didn't teach me that I was going to be a production assistant for a long ass time. Yeah. And that also depends on two things. Are you doing like an indie film or are you doing like a major studio TV show slash film? You know, are you going to do a movie for Warner Brothers? You're doing Joker, you know, stuff Mm. like that. And again, that was just something like, like I said, both obviously colleges that we've got went to drastically different, but they don't prepare you it's almost like they set you up for failure unintentionally because Mm. maybe they know exactly what they're talking about because again everything is so based on um personal experience yeah which is why this episode this first episode is called breaking in because it's how did you break into the industry like you realize like they're not looking for like in one interview that you ever did across all your interviews were you ever once asked hey where'd you go to school no no, no. You know, it was a little different because when people are like, oh, you went to Full Sail, that means that you went to a place that they know has like every piece of gear. Mm-hmm. What you learn from it, you know, it's like my first class was photography. Right. Taking black and white photos. I went to Universal. I was at CityWalk. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay. All right. Photo photography makes sense. But then like my next six months of classes were English and math and science. Like, just crap and then when right. you finally get to like hands-on you're barely hands-on yeah and, and, and that's and that's the main gripe i have with the whole college experience is just like if you're gonna incorporate the math and the science and all the other nonsense make it an 80 20 where 80 percent of it is you hands-on 20 percent of it is you learning the other stuff because in reality none of it applies to to this i mean the, i don't think i've ever seen anybody on a set reading a book to learn about what they were going to be shooting the next day, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, even going to, again, this is kind of, it's like perfect because we come from two very different places, kind of across the spectrum. And you going to a college where it was more personalized and me going to a college that had gear up the wazoo mm-hmm. and it still didn't help us succeed in breaking into the industry. Right. You know, that that was mm-hmm. that was tough by the end of it. It's just like it really comes down to, you know, we're both from New York. We're both from different towns in New York. The city's at our act. It's easy access. Both of us were both told, well, go to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You know, California is sinking into the ocean right now, right. you know, literally. And, 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 you know, because it's a, it's a dumpster fire out there. But it's... Um, you know, it's like, what do you tell? Granted, I don't come from wealth in any means either. So it's like mm-hmm. anything that I do, and that kind of also deters, like, it, it keeps you back from your from your life goals. You really see what a perspective it is. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're done with college. So what's happening? Are you in the film industry? Did that guy help you get a grip job? Yeah, so, so after college, um, I actually went to Florida. So I didn't, like, go straight into the industry. I moved to Florida for six months, only because my mom had just moved out there with her husband and stuff at the time. And, you know, I just wanted to be there so that way they could settle in and see what it was like. You know, like, I had never been to Florida before. Like, I've always been in New York. Like, I've never really traveled out of the state. Um, So I put the whole getting into the industry on pause for six months. When I was... On the back end of uh, living in Florida, my mom and her husband at the time, they started having problems, and my mom, she wanted to come back, like, right now. And it just so happens the friend that I met in college, Nick, was working on Poker Face. And he was like, 
you know, like we're looking for people. Poker Face had just started filming, you know, like so he got me a job on Poker Face. So as soon as I got back to New York, that following Monday, I started working. What was your first job? Poker Face. Well, no. it was, technically, my first job was a, a Christmas movie I had worked before I moved to uh, Florida. It was a Christmas movie. And on that one, I worked on every department. That was my first feature. So did you, when you slapped that on your resume, did mm. um, did that just help you get your job on Poker Face? Not at all. <laughs> 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 no, because I, I completely got it through through Nick. You know what I mean? Like he, so you got it through Connection. Through Connection, which is what the industry is built off of, is knowing the right did people. Did Nick have a casting couch? Did he have a casting couch? For your, for your audition, for the role? No. No, he has a casting couch, a- but I don't fit the category of people he likes to have on the casting <laughs> couch. <laughs> so, 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 what were you doing on Poker Face, and what is Poker Face? So, Poker Face is a, a television series on Peacock about a woman who's running away from a man that wants to kill her okay. because she is being blamed for killing. Oh, okay. The Sun. I, it was a fun show to no, work on. No, that's all that I was just curious. Yeah, it never, just sucks the department I worked on, though. So what was your department? I was with the glorious health and safety team, <laughs> a.k.a. COVID squad. So when you're hired for the COVID cult department on a, <laughs> on a show, yeah. I mean, what is that? how does that make you feel? Because you're not even really like... Yeah, you're working a temporary job for a temporary department. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, at the time, and if I'm being honest, yeah, if I'm being honest, during COVID, those were the people that I avoided like the plague. No, trust Not me, because I didn't want to get my and, nose And the people swapped. in COVID, they felt. You, trust me, everybody avoided it's because COVID. everybody was was hired out of Home Depot. Yeah, and uh, picked up off the street or yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, so, so. Um, so, like, but did you ever think after COVID, like, what's next? Like, not just after that, in that job moment, specifically? In that moment in time, it was more like, I have an opportunity to work on this really big show. Yeah, it's on COVID, which fucking sucks. But I also get to be a fly on the wall, essentially, because COVID, you really don't do much. You tell people to wear their mask, they tell you no, and that's essentially it. Sometimes <laughs> you'll help the nurses do yeah, their get tests. Get the hell away from me. Yeah, no, we've had people, like, Nick will tell you, there was this one dude who would, like, give a shit every day. Like, you know, like, it was routine. He'll get his coffee, we'll tell him to put his mask off, so he tells us to fuck off, and that's it. And he goes to <laughs> doing his thing. But, um, so you're fly on the wall, then, and so you're really... Getting your first taste of like, okay, well, I finally did. Like, did you ever feel like, okay, I finally did. I finally broke into the industry. I'm working on this huge show. Yeah, at that moment in time, no, because I was still very. I knew the position I was in was very much like it was on borrowed time, because it, like now we're in the, like right now today in COVID it doesn't exist anymore. So I knew the department I was in only had a matter of time. It was now it was like all right, well, I need to navigate now. So the the movie, the first movie I ever worked on, I worked for a company who runs a boot camp. I, I did the uh, the boot camp. I worked on that project, and I still had their number and stuff. And, you know, COVID, like, being not so glamorous, it got to a point where, like, it was too much for me, and I wanted to leave. But rushing from Florida, we came back to New York with no money, no car, you know, t- living in this tiny little apartment. So I reached out to the people who run the boot camp and stuff, and I was like, hey, like, I don't have a car. Is there any position on the project you guys are going to, you know, working on? Like, because I had heard from someone they were going to start a project. So I was like, is there any position where, like, requires someone to drive a, a, a vehicle? And it just so happened that there was. So in the middle of co- uh, Poker Face, I actually left and I worked on this movie, like a, a different movie. Um, I did that project and I went back to Poker Face. When I went back to Poker Face, it was a lot better because it was more towards the back end of the project. People running the COVID department, they stopped caring, you know. 
So it was like it was a lot more <laughs> laid back. Got to go to Mohegan Sun. For Nobody a week. cared from the start. Well, yeah, but our bosses, for whatever reason, they cared a little bit too much. You know, because it's like no. I mean, usually because obviously it's like, well, this is their opportunity too. They got to mm. stay. Like, okay, well, I can run a COVID department, which means I could totally produce your next movie. Yeah, that's well, kind of what it is. I feel like our bosses on Poker Face, though, like they were like in the medical industry, like they would never. Well, that was in, that was what it was a lot, yeah. and you know, you do kind of find a lot of people that kind of. It's like in weird ways they break into the industry. Yeah. You know, I knew somebody that had a certification in in a stenograph the people that type at court whatever right. they call oh yeah there's she got a whole too. she got into sag because she knew how to do that right and so that's crazy because it's like such unforeseen circumstances mm-hmm. of like you know for a long time when you're working on a show there's so many ways you know what i mean but that's but you have to get to the show mm-hmm. first and so like breaking in is like what fascinates me is there's so many people that have so many interesting stories about that. And COVID kind of oh, obviously it blew up, but every show had a COVID department. Right. COVID became its own department, but that was like really only going to be temporary. Nobody knew for how long, obviously. So, so you got into COVID and then you were like, no, I can't take it. Was it because it was because it sucked or was it because like, you got to a point where it's like, I just don't want to do this. This is nothing what I want to do. And did that ever deter you from like, just like, I don't even want to be in the industry now because I hate COVID department. So the the best way I could describe it is like, it, it was almost as if we were working alongside the film production. Because it's like, I wasn't hands-on at all. I wasn't touching any equipment. I wasn't a part of the creative process. So it was like, my my dream was right in front of me and I was close enough where I could touch it. But like... I couldn't, um, but like I said, COVID and Poker Face helped me navigate into getting into the industry because I started to ask questions. I got to meet some people, you know, the people who would actually talk to me. <laughs> um, and there was this one guy who like taught me something that I I would have never thought of, of, like another avenue of becoming a grip or electric is working out of a rental house in the city. So after Poker camera Face, camera too, and camera too, and camera like. I heard that, like, for camera, like, working at, like, a Panavision would be super beneficial to you. Well, that's, like, one of the routes that you really have to go. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, story for a different day, but, like, you see how many routes there is to break into the industry, but then you also realize, like, why is this so hard? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just there's such, like, a a vast pool of people that are totally willing to help you out. But then you realize, and maybe you've caught on, is maybe it's really actually a smaller pool of people than you think, Mm. you know, it's really not that broad, you know, because of the way that in 2023 now, right. Almost we're over halfway through the year and, um, you realize how much technology there is and how easy it really is, which is kind of what brings us to this moment, right? We've been through it. So now we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so what came next for you? So you're done with Poker Face. Yeah, so Poker Face finished, and then I had had well, a talk with that guy. Yeah, no, I finished Poker oh, you finished Like, Poker. I left Poker Face to work on that. Like, I just needed that break. Oh, okay, I see. And then, like, my whole thing is, like, I'll leave, and if something else comes up, I'll work on that. But if I finish the movie and nothing else is going on, then I'll go back to Poker Face because I made sure to leave on good terms with the guy. Like, I was like, hey, listen, I have this opportunity. You know, and I had talked with him before. He knew, like, I did not want to do COVID. So, like, he gave me, and he was like, all right, go ahead. And then when you're done, just let me know, and we'll bring you back. So I came back to Poker Face. I finished Poker Face. And then, you know, I had just had that conversation. It was, like, the like second to, day, second to last day of filming 
I talked with an electric. I was like, hey, like, you know, can you tell me how much you make? Like, I'm just curious. And he told me how much he made. And I was like, in six months. And I'm like, that's more than I make in like two years. Yeah. At the, where take I'm off, at. you work half the year, take yeah, off half the year. Exactly. So I was like, so like, where do I go from here? And he was like, well, the way I did it, I worked in a rental house. So I shipped myself off to New York City and I worked out of a rental house for six months. And um, I made zero money. I was just as broke leaving as I was when I got there. But I got to learn a lot of stuff. And um, it was perfect timing because as I came towards the end of that, the same people I had worked the first two movies with were just about to start a third project. And the production coordinator on that one knew who I was because I worked with him on my first project brought me on and then it's just been nonstop ever since so then do you feel like you are still kind of bumping or jumping around or you feel like you're at a point where it's like well i'm consistent with one department now i'm as consistent as you can be with the strikes going on (laughs) 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 you know hey that's a different episode um (laughs) yeah but i mean like you know what was like the spark of well okay well i'm in now or Mm -hmm. you know I'm, i'm 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 building a foundation right now so what is next for eric Taking advantage of like working on these tier projects, yeah. Because now I'm now I'm working on projects that don't have the budget like Poker Face. And like when you have projects like Poker Face with the big budget, they're majors. Um, they're very more strict and militant. they're a lot strict. But they also, in a way, even though it's more money, mm-hmm. but it's like not enough to go around. In a way, yeah. it's I mean it's basically a tier mm-hmm. project. <laughs> really, yeah. not enough to go around. Yeah, but working with the tier projects like especially with the people I work with, I have the opportunity to bounce around a lot. So for one project, I was able to work with special effects. And then the next project, I worked in locations. And the same pro- actually, let me take it back. When I was working that project on special effects, I was also d- working with the production coordinator, helping him get stuff done. Um, because working with special effects, there's only so much I could do because it's still a union project at the end of the day. And there's certain things I'm not allowed to do. Um and then I work in locations ever since, but also doing like in between stuff. Like I just finished working a props gig because I, the girl who was the props master I met in high school at that TV class. So like I've gotten more jobs from just knowing people than, hey, I have this cool degree from college. So, but you know, I guess we can kind of start to wrap it up there. It's just my last question for you is. For anybody that's trying to break into the industry, A, do you recommend it still? I mean, granted, we're in strikes. Um, but, you know, do you do you recommend kind of just following the guidelines or do you recommend um, taking a different route? I mean, I would never advocate for someone to not join the film industry because it is tough. It is very chaotic. There's a lot of miserable people <laughs> who hate their lives. Yeah. But there's a reason why we all do it every day. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's something that, like, I would never want to, like, steer someone away from. I would love for everyone to have a chance to work on one project just to see, you know, because it's an entire different world. I mean, Nick says it best. When you work in film, you put your life on pause. Yeah. Nothing else can go on because you're so devoted you to these projects. You just age faster. That's you the, age, that's the yeah. irony behind it. You'll is. go into a project at the age of 22 and come out of it a month later at the age of 30. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much... But like, um, so I would never say no, I would, but I'll be very blunt and I'll be honest with them and I'll let them know like every little thing they will need to know everything that's going to happen and that it's not easy and they can make the decision for themselves. You know, I'll be like, but with all these things, I still love it and I still do it. 
and you should still give it a try if you think you're up to it because it's not for everyone no i mean that's the key thing is it's not for everybody but there's so many people that are break trying to break in and Mm -hmm. there's not like a clean cut set of rules for what we do even when you break into the industry there's no set of i mean there's guidelines Mm -hmm. there's rules but not in a way that you would think like Oh, yeah, like it's just something I sign up for on a website or I call this number and I'm all of a sudden I have a job. It's super competitive for starters. And then it's breaking in and really finding your footing that's like it just it ages you 10 years in a month. Yeah. And it's like, can I do this? Is Mm. it sustainable for a whole life? Well, you you have the in my eyes because I always hated like office work, but you have like I feel like one of the most stressful jobs on the show. And you're in the office all day and like. You don't get fresh air. It's like, how do you, like... Um, that's why you have so many gray hairs. Oh, it's going to just turn blonde to white overnight. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but I had to go through it all. Yeah. This is this is over 10 years of a career. And so it's like, I've worked my way to this point. Because it for me, it's what worked. And because I've been on sets and I've done all that stuff. Mm. And when you're in an office environment, you get to have conversations with people and... and basically get to this point where it's just like well do you really want to come work in the industry and why and if Mm -hmm. you want to sure i can help you i'll help you because it was such a pain in the ass for me Mm -hmm. to to break into the industry why would i want to not help anybody like that's what i'm all about right but there's a lot of baggage that comes with it Mm -hmm. And hopefully we could unravel a lot of that baggage Which as the show goes to. on. A we're good going segue to, to the conclusion. We're going to make sure that nobody wants to come work in this industry right. again. Yeah. But then we're going to encourage it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think that's about all the time yeah. we have for today. I think that was a good first episode. That was a great. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace out, guys. <laughs>